You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Monday, March 29th. 2021. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar out there. Go to builtbar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off on your next purchase. On the show today, Max Raymond of District on Deck joins me. We discuss the roster moves the Nationals made over the weekend. Carter Keeboom down to AAA. What does that mean for the third base situation? The bullpen's a bit banged up. We discuss that and also talk about lineup and rotation possibilities. Whole lot to get to on today's show. Hello, everybody. It is a Sunday slash Monday edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. My name is Josh Neighbors. Joining me today from District on Deck, it is Max Raymond. Max, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, of course, as always, always nice to talk to you. And um, we got some news to talk about with the Nationals roster. They've, they've made some moves for their opening day roster. And also, while we're talking, the Nationals are playing on Masson for the first time um, this spring training, which is obviously a point of contention for a lot of fans, something we've talked about a lot in this podcast. Um, they've been on ESPN Plus some, but it's really nice to see the Nationals on, on Masson again, right? It's buying, uh, you know, it's, it's been, I guess, since last season, uh, last, you know, ended in September. That's the last time we saw the Nats on TV on, on Masson. So it's nice to see. It's good to hear Bob and FP again. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful voices. Uh, all right. So the big news is the Nationals have set their opening day roster. Uh, it came yesterday. So, you know, the, the real thing people were wondering about uh, was going to be the infield um, or, you know, kind of just the lineup. And they decided to keep, and I'll go with the catchers and infielders first. Alex Avila and Jan Gomes are going to be your two catchers. That's something that we knew. Infielders, Josh Bell, Starlin Castro, Josh Harrison, Jordy Mercer, Hernan Perez, Trey Turner, Ryan Zimmerman. So this is where things get interesting because I was under the impression, and I think a lot of us were, Max, that mm-hmm. Keyboom was going to be on the roster, and he is not. Uh, you know, the opening day roster, he is not. And that Mercer and Perez and Para and Yasmani Tomas were all fighting for one spot. That was, and that was if they decided to not, you know, not add an extra pitcher and just go with you know, another, another guy to, uh, in the field. Well, there's no Carter to keep boom. So now they're going to go with Perez and with Jordy Mercer, both making the team. But the big news here is Carter key boom, not there. So beginning of the off season, uh, spring training, everyone knew um, it was his job to lose. Obviously he didn't win it, but about a week ago, the writing was on the wall that he wasn't even going to start in the pros because they're giving him less and less starting reps. Starlin Castro and Josh Harrison are both taking more and more starting reps at third. It's Jody Mercer was showing up more. And it it's sad, but he just I believe he this is the best for him. He can work on his confidence. He can he can reprove himself that he can hit and then hopefully come back up and put it all together. He can work on his defense even more because as we all know, he's not a natural third baseman. He's still learning it on the fly. But I think it'll be good for him, and hopefully he's only down there for no more than a month. 
Well, you know, we say that, and here's the problem is that they gave him every opportunity to have that job. And you and I have talked about last year, he didn't really have that opportunity. This year, they gave it to him, and he didn't even make it to opening day. That's a massive concern to me. Uh, and the fact that they don't have another natural third baseman replacement and that they're, you know, they're moving their second baseman functionally over. I, I mean, they, they have so little confidence in him that they're going to rather ride with Josh Harrison, who I love Josh Harrison, but, you know, a, a uh, mid-season acquisition last year, they just got, you know, they, they luckily stumbled upon and they're going to roll with him at second base or they're going to roll with, you know, some combination of Castro at third. That tells me that this, I don't want to quit on a guy way too early, but this is headed, this is, there's not a whole lot of positive energy with, the, with Carter Cuban right now. No, not at all. And the thing with Josh Harrison is while he's a, a veteran, been there a long time, he's looked amazing this spring. Mm-hmm. And 31 at bats, he's hitting 419. He has uh, two homers, seven RBIs, and he has yeah. a OPS north of 1,000. Like, it's been impressive. Right. And Kibu, on the other hand, and bringing this up in 45 at bats he has 17 strikeouts yeah. and the strikeouts not all of them are pretty like he's striking out looking at pitches down the middle and as i said earlier i think he just needs to rebuild his confidence they try to do it too right a lot of the coaches were gassing him up saying he looked good and, and look that's what you should do as a coach but you know i thought a big question was hey if he struggles how long can you live with that because the Nationals are trying to win. So, you know, they, they put all these guys around around the uh, Soto and Turner, right? You bring in Bell. Obviously, you know, you bring back Ryan Zerman. Um, you know, you bring in Kyle Schwarber. You're putting all these guys together. And, you know, you're in a really – just you're in the, uh, a dogfight with the, with the division. What you can't have is a project at third base, right? That's what you can't have. Now, you know, like you said, Josh Harrison's been doing well. And, I mean – you know, I think they're in a position now where if they really want to compete, they need to make a move for somebody else at third base. Because I love Stuttgart Castro. I like Josh Harrison. The, the idea that those two guys would be – are going to be good enough to help you compete for this in this division on a night-in-night-out basis, I don't buy. I disagree with you, and here's yeah. why. The yeah. Nationals have had, over the last few years, They've taken swings on veterans who've been cut by their teams and down and out, and they have just been able to let these guys just bounce back. Struble Cabrera in 2019, he was cut by the Rangers and came and hit over 340 down the stretch. We had people like um, Gerardo Parra just did the same thing after being cut by the Giants. It doesn't always happen, but if anyone does have a chance at getting veterans to just bounce back from, it is Washington. It's right. Totally true on that. The problem that I have is that there's a lot of those guys in this roster, right? So you think about Schwarber, you think about Bell, you think about, you know, and Harrison's Harrison's a good player. Like I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, he's, he's going to hit like 215 this year. He's inside, but Harrison and Castro kind of are what they are. Right. I mean, Castro is a, a guy who hits a lot of singles. (laughs) He is, you know, he's not a guy who hits for a ton of power. Right. Um, and he's a pretty decent fielder as well. So he, you know what you're going to get with him. And Josh Harrison, I, I get too. But look around the division, right? Like the, every single team is making significant moves to be not just contenders in the division, but, you know, threats to, to beat the Dodgers, right? To try to win a World Series. And that's the problem is that, you know, it's not like, well, you know, uh, 
you know, the Nats are one move away, right? Like the Cubs, uh, the, the Cardinals, in my opinion, were that Arenado move away from being the bona fide favorite in the central. That's the problem is like, you know, one move doesn't, the Nationals were to make a move for a guy like a, a Chris Bryant. That doesn't, that just makes them competitive with the other teams, right? And so that's why the problem is, is I think they're a bit behind now, right? Like they're behind the eight ball in terms of, you know, I like some of the moves they made, but this is not a complete roster in my opinion just yet. Lineup, I would say. Today's show is also brought to you by the best tasting protein bar out there right now. That is Built Bar. Guys, go to bar underscore built on Twitter and you guys get to vote for your favorite Built Bar today. You got that fun bracket set up there. Once again, at bar underscore built and check back each day to see who is winning. And when you guys go to builtbar.com, you can buy their Built Go, Built Boost, uh, and all of those things, you guys use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15. Once again, LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off on your next order at BuiltBar.com. I understand, but um, something I do want to point out is Josh Bell. I wouldn't really put him in the same category because I'm putting him in the same category as Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow. Austin Meadows, <laughs> guys that the diaspora. Like, you you leave the Pirates and you get better, right? The guys that like were top prospects had one good season and then just were like held back, and he's out. And we've seen what he's doing this spring: six mm-hmm. homers already. He's hitting, I want to say, over four hundred right now, or close to it. And I get it's spring training, but like I do think getting out of Pittsburgh is going to put Josh Bell back onto that 2019 track where he hit 37 bombs, 277. Right. I, I think you're right. Was I think you're right with those guys. I, I'm with you on that. The, the, the question I'm having, like, is that enough? Right. Because it's just so competitive. I agree with you. It's not because er, earlier we thought our bullpen was finally um, top notch and that no longer had to worry about it. But now with the blood clot, the Harris and um, Brad hand struggling, and Daniel uh, Hudson's still struggling, and then no Jeremy Jeffress, and Tanner Rainey is, like, just now getting healthy. We That's a whole other hole that we have to worry about. So I agree if you were, instead of one move away, probably three or four. Right. You know, you get a couple extra moves. Now, what I'll say is, you know, it, it's not – like, they can start the season off, and they might be fine, right? They might be okay. But you look at the schedule, and I'll, I'll do this now. Uh, I should have had it pulled up before. But so, you, you look at the schedule, and it's like – just it is just absolutely killer and so you know you could tread water but uh and then they might they might do that but i have a tough time believing that this this roster is like i thought a a good uh carter keeping performing well was going to be a big part of the nationals needed to be competitive to try to make the playoffs this year and now the fact that you've admitted okay it's going to be starting castro and josh harrison great but that also is admitting that you like, that's just, you know, you're, you're admitting you still need something else to do. Um, last time I was on, we talked about not just uh, Keyboom having to perform to keep us afloat, but the same with Robles. Mm-hmm. And I do think that he, on the other hand, is going to take the leadoff spot and run away with it. So that's an interesting point you brought up, and, and that gets me to the outfielders. Victor Robles, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, and Andrew Stevenson. Um, and... I had a really cool conversation last week, a conversation with Ryan Finkelstein of, of Locked on Mets about what's the right way. So Robles, they, you know, it kind of looks like they want to use him as a leadoff guy. I'm of the mind that you hit him ninth because if you like the way he's doing, maybe you can get some two things there. 
if you like the way he's, he's hitting and getting on base, that's great because he gets on for Turner and Soto, right? Also, yeah. that means Turner and Soto are one and two, and that means they're getting as many at-bats as possible, right? Your two best players are getting as many at-bats as possible. That's kind of where I was with this because, to me, Trey Turner is the best table setter in all of baseball, and I don't think you should do anything to mess with that. The guy, the guy is an excellent hitter, gets on base ton, has good speed, right? It's all of the things that you want in the guy at the front. So I would just put him there and don't worry about it. Get him a ton of at-bats and let him do his thing. I would hit Robles ninth. I, I would not hit him first. But you seem like you, you like to go with, with the leadoff on you. Um, well, I mean, I've had the same conversation with my dad because he really? wanted him to hit ninth, and huh. he loves Turner as the prototypical leadoff hitter. So, I mean, I've had this debate before, and I understand it. Right. But – after Turner's performance last year and how he's coming more in the power, I mean, I'm perfectly fine just putting him two and three with Soto. And I, and I agree with you that you want your best hitters to have as many bats as possible. So putting him in one and two is fine, but I do think putting him two and three is not going to cost him that many at bats. And you can let Turner, uh, Turner just like do what he does and he's coming into his power. He, and just let him produce. And Robles has shown while Robus has an alarming 17 strikeouts this spring, he's also done something that's impressed me, and he's laid off more and more chase pitches. He has worked more full counts. He is being super aggressive on the bases, everything that you would want in your leadoff hitter. And if he can just lower his strikeouts, which he's working on, I think that it's just a small tick below Trey Turner leadoff-wise. And I'm fine with that, especially if Turner hits second or third, depending on where you want him and Soto in the lineup, because that's another thing you have to worry about with the matchups. Um, I've read from some reports that they're looking at hitting Turner or uh, Soto in front of Turner. And if that's the case, then Turner can't lead off anyways. I think what they would want to do with, you know, with the idea of hitting Soto in front of Turner, right, is that they want Turner to be able to steal some bases. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to take the bat out of one's hands in that situation, right? No, I mean I agree with you, but if they're doing Wait, that, was that was yeah. that the premise? Was that the premise of it? Yeah, it was. But if they do do that, that just means he can't lead off anyways. One more quick pause in the action today. Let you guys know today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You guys know the deal: football season's over, but college hoops, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards. TV shows, and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props for almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, at betonline.ag. Once again, sign up. If you guys deposit $100, you guys use the promo code locked on, you'll get another 50 to play with. So whatever you guys deposit, 50% more will be added to your account. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Right. Exactly exactly right. And here's the thing. I I am, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm not a savant when it comes to the analytics. Uh, I'm not, you know, I would not say I'm somebody who it, it's not for out of ignorance. It's just, you know, I understand analytics, analytics. Um I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not smart enough. It's just to me, like I test as part of it. Right. And just like mm-hmm. conventional wisdom says, Hey, Trey Turner, very fast, gets on base a lot, uh, you know, great out of the box. I mean, nobody turns like crappy dribblers into singles like Trey Turner. Right. I agree. Like uh, I hit one off the end of the bat and there's, 
there's a certain like confidence I think about that, right? You know, he just he it's like you know that's a hit to him. You know, he's got the speed to make it a hit, and he just when he does that, he, he's out of the box, right? You know, there's no frustration or anything. He hits it, he's gone. And with Robles, the problem is I think it's a lot of pressure on him if you hit him lead off, right? You're asking him to do something that he has not yet proven consistently that he can do. And that's why I'm opposed to it. Okay. I, I'm that, that that's essentially why I'm opposed to it. And I think hitting him ninth is much less pressure. And you know, the the um to me, the reward is a bit higher there. Also, I, I like the idea of hitting the pitcher eighth, just because if you're one and two are your best hitters, give them more chances to drive in runs. How would you do that? Put somebody, you know, at that that spot before them who is a hitter, not a pitcher, if that makes sense. Yeah, I apologize for this oh, I'm going off. Just give me one sec. No, you're good. Take your time. All right. Sorry about that. You good? Um, but yeah, so you know, there's a lot, and that's the one big you know, questions, plural, right? That that people are having is there's been so much tinkering with the lineup yeah. in spring training that I, I think there's so many people who have no idea. I mean, you know, it's very unique. It's very, it's very rare that you have a time where you're wondering, where's my best player gonna hit? Where's my second best player going to hit? It's very odd, isn't it? So in the past, I've always been a fan of um, hitting the pitcher eighth, but this year I'm not really attuned to it because for the first time in a while, we have guys at the bottom of the lineup that can consistently get on in Harrison and um, Harrison and Castro because they're single sitters and they're both like 270 creators. So they're going to get on more than not. Do you really want two on for the pitcher to come up eighth just to struggle around to that? Fair. It's a very fair point. I answer, I think it's a really good point. And that's what, another one of the things that Dave Martinez is going to have to consider. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this, this season is going to test him as a manager. Obviously the guy's a world champion manager, press all the right buttons. Um, doing it over and over again. You know what I mean? Uh, doing yeah. it over and over again is, is, is the challenge, you know, and I do believe he's a good manager. I do, I do believe he can be a great manager. Um, this season is going to test him in a very unique way whether it is the lineups, whether it is the bullpen, which we'll get to in a second. But if you had to go, just give me right now, if you were making the lineup card opening day, let's assume it's Jacob deGrom, right? You're going, to, going up against Jacob deGrom. Oh, it's 100% Jacob deGrom. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm just saying yeah. barring, barring, you know, the, the injury, you know, yeah, some, something happens uh, because obviously stranger things mm. have happened, right? Guy, you know, right-handed pitcher. All right, who are you? Uh, one through five. How are, actually, just give me the whole lineup. Let's just do that. I'm going Robles leading off. I can't I can't argue for him just to not lead him off. So I'm going to go Robles leading off. And then I'm going to go Soto second, Turner third to give Soto, um, give Turner a chance to steal some bases. And then um, I'm going to go Josh Bell and Schwarber. You can put them either order because one's a righty, the other's a switch hitter. And then after that, I'm going to go again. I think Harrison and uh, Castro are interchangeable. Both are very consistent. So whoever's hotter, I'm going to go six and seven and vice versa. Gomes at eight. But Gomes last year really impressed me in his shortened season. Hit, I want to say, 280-something. And yeah, I'm like, was, yeah, yeah, upper twos, yeah. I'm like, yo, if you can put that consistently. And, we got, and he has pop. So then I'll put Gomes at eight, pitcher at nine. What about you? Uh, it's ridiculous that we still have the designated. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. It you should know, be Ron Zimmerman and nine. But yeah. You know, not. Max, I, I like this the other day. I, I was saying, you know, in the NFL, to go for two, you know what they don't make you do? Put your punter at tight end. 
right? This yeah. I'm gonna make this argument a million times until I die. I the Nationals do not pay Max Scherzer to hit. They don't. Like there is just this is not what they do. You know we're not drafting Kumar Rocker or or Jack Leiter to hit, right? You're not drafting those guys one and two. You know oh, he's a great pitcher, but yeah, you see him hit a little bit. No, who cares? Stop <laughs> making them hit. It's not what they do. They're not. You know I mean they they you know in high school at this point in time they have DHs. And, you know, the, the, the kids that go to college to pitch, you know, they're not hitting anymore. Those kids are, unless they're like, you know, kids who are the super athlete, right? The kid who can pitch and play short and all that stuff. Th- those kids, at, you know, at a young age are learning not to hit, not to hit anymore. It's ridiculous there's, that there's, there's still no a, Cade Cavalli. Right, right. It's real. Well, you know, Jacob McGrath played shortstop. So, you know, he can swing relatively well, but the guy but doesn't hit anymore. Steven Strasburg does have a silver slugger. Right, and what does that mean to you? you know, but, yeah, but here's, here's a question. Would you rather have Eric Thames last year or Steven Strasburg's silver slugger year? You'd still take Eric Thames last year, even though he's horrible, because he's a better – no. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? So it's just I it's agree, ridiculous but, to me. And because if we do have the DH, there's multiple options. One, Ron Zerman's all the way back, um, and you could put him in there. Or you could put Schwarber at DH and put Andrew Stevenson in, who has impressed every single time you put the bat in his hands. Right. I, I'm with you. If I'm opening day for me – so what I'm going to do is, oh, it looks like Zerman just hit one into the gap. Nope, it's gone. Ryan Zerman, home run, baby. He has what, been what? he has been tearing mm-hmm. the cover off the ball. Oh, he is unbelievable. That, you know, there's some guys, this is a quick sidebar here, but there's some guys, Max, where, you know, you might worry about a year off for him. That was great for him. You know, after yes. the World Series, you know, he was concerned about his family. Definitely a great reason. And you could tell he was so excited to come back this year. And have an impact and be a part of this team and he is just he looks like a spring you know he looks he looks like he's 32 years old now right and it's funny because you remember the um, we owe the world series and all the pundits were saying that we we're going to lose because we uh swept the nlcs and there's that stat that was out that all the nl teams to sweep their opponent in the nlcs only one of them have gone on to win the World Series, and they all thought that we just won too fast. And then all the old guys were like, "No, like we're old. We needed that time off." Yeah, that's well. That one I don't understand that because you just you just beat the Dodgers. That was a huge bugaboo, you know, getting into the the championship mm-hmm. series right for the Nationals franchise. Getting into the the NLCS was a gigantic, you know, that's a huge step. And I mean, look, what a ridiculous argument. The Cardinals didn't have anything for them. I know. What, are they, what are they supposed to do? Give them a couple games because because of some stat? No, this is you know they were better than the Cardinals. They showed it, and they they it was good. They got the rest. That was ridiculous. And it's the extended rest and the same thing with Zimmerman. He has shown that like a year off being with his kids, he's like, all right, now I can go hurt baseballs again. Right, exactly. And, and he's, I think he said he wanted to play for, you know, beyond this season. Yeah. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. And th- that's great. You know, that's, that's awesome that he had that time to reflect and rest, right, you know, after that long run. And he, and he looks great. And also, I think the way he's going to be used this year is excellent. You know, he's not an everyday guy. I mean, unless he just completely, uh, you know, as an MVP caliber season and, uh, you know, he, he'll be out there every single day. But, no, they're going to platoon him. You know, they're, um, they're going to play the matchups. There's too many people commenting on our articles asking if Ron Zimmerman can move back to third base. Yeah, that, that ain't happening. He is I a know. bit uh, – the athleticism isn't quite He's there not, anymore. Or the arm. I know I haven't yeah. seen him throw a ball across the diamond in, in, in how long? I mean, that's just – you know, it's one of those natural moves that happens, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like a catcher to first base. They're, you know, uh, you know, third base guy to first base. It's, that's that's kind of how the things go. It's gone. So, Josh, Josh Harrison base hit. 
Nice. Yes, Josh. See, I'm going to be wrong about this. Josh Harrison's going to end up being, you know, he's going to hit like 290 this year or something like that. So my opening day lineup, I would go Robles. Um, excuse me, not Robles, no. I go Turner, Soto. I like Schwarber, Schwarber at three. Why the hell not? Josh Bell at four. Harrison at five. Okay. Um, I would go with Castro at six. I would go with Gomes at seven. Pitcher at eight. Because so basically the thought process there is, you know, guys, Harrison and Castro who don't hit for as much power. And then then put a guy, Gomes, who can hit for a little more pop behind them. Eight, I put the pitcher. Nine, I put Robles. Okay. That's that's where my head is at um, with that. Uh, All right. So let's talk some pitching. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll run down here the guys on the pitching side of things who are on the roster. It's a lot, so get ready. All right, so pitchers, um, I'll go with the starters. Corbin, Fetty. Uh, I have to sort through here because the list is not in, in order of that. So Corbin, Fetty, Lester, Joe Ross, Scherzer, Strasburg, Austin. Uh, is it Voth or Voth? I've been saying it forever. I've Voth. said both. Yeah, so you know, we'll just go Austin V there. Uh, so those are your starting pitchers. All right, so the... The big question is the fifth spot. We think it's going to be Scherzer. Strasburg, I think, should be okay for his second start, right? I mean, he had the, the calf issue, and, you know, you're a little concerned with that. Yeah, and then I, the doctor said that it's fine because it wasn't important, which is weird because of well, the whole way they announced it. So, I, who knows? Um, assuming he's a day two guy, hopefully, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, three would be Corbin. Four, you're, you're thinking John Lester. Five, it sounded to me like Joe Ross last week. Uh, Dave Martinez basically said as much. He said, you know, we're going to get Joe out there uh, at least one more time in spring training. To me, I like that. I like the fact they have a guy who had a year off, right? Because the other options uh, with Voth and Fetty didn't necessarily have great seasons last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think one of them's earned the spot. Now, you could say Joe Ross, but, you know, hasn't earned it, earned it. But I think that's the best option is Joe Ross at number five. What uh, do you think? Similar to what you said about Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross has looked good with after the year off. Um, in three start, uh, two starts, he's one and oh, 2.79 ERA, uh, eight strikeouts, and um, people are hitting 194 against him. And, and I think in this in this rotation, that's enough, right, to win, the, win that job, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really good also for a guy who pitched during a season where they, you know, Pitching tends to struggle the year after a long playoff series, especially the way the Nationals use their pitchers. Yes. Uh, and so I think he's a guy who's going to benefit from that. And at the time, actually, I was very skeptical of the move. Um, you know, thinking, look, I mean, look, if you set out that season, I don't blame you. You know, that's, you know, but that was a, it was a crucial year for him, right? You know, at, at his age, what, 28, 29 now? And I think he's primed to have a, a nice season. And they need that in the back of the rotation desperately, don't they? Yes, sir. Because, I mean, every fifth day was like a loss with Austin Voth last, last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Good. It wasn't until like the very end of the season they picked up his first win. It was scary. Right. And so now let's go bullpen. This is what we're looking at bullpen-wise. All right. So you're going with – so there's uh, Luis Avilon, uh, Kyle Finnegan, Brad Hand, Daniel Hudson, Tanner Rainey, uh, let's see, Wander Suero. And then, I mean, we're kind of under the, uh, under the assumption – that Austin Voth 
Fetty are going to be your long guys out of the pen, right? Those are going to be your yeah. guys out of the pen. You're going to keep, which is, I think, honestly, to me, like if you're going to keep those guys around, that's the right place for them, right? That's that's the you know that's chance for a new a new role, something different, and I think those guys can get some confidence and flourish in those places. I agree with you. I'm just scared about the bullpen with the injuries so far to you know, Rainey barely being able to, he's not ramped up yet, which is scary. Uh, Hud, uh, as I said, the blood clot and then Hudson looking struggle, strugglish and then Brad hand look struggling. And then who would have thought that the best reliever this spring would be Wander Suero. Right. And this is now the question is, you know, how do you position them? Um, I've talked to a lot of people about this, Max, and I want to know your thoughts on this. Uh, I, I talked to um, Ben Weirich, uh, Matt, Matt Weirich of the of NBC Sports Washington, and he believes that the closer position is overrated. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a position that people like the most, obviously, because saves are a great stat, right? It's what people love, what they pay the money for. He and I are both under, under the impression that, okay, you paid Brad Hand closer money, but now don't use him like closer. Use him wherever you need him. Right. You know, if he has to throw a seventh inning, put him in the seventh. If throw the eighth, throw, put him in the eighth, throw the ninth, put him in the ninth. Right. You don't have to use him necessarily as a closer per se. Use him where he helps the team best. You're paying that money. Get the best use out of him, not necessarily pin him down to a certain position. What do you think? The save isn't always in the ninth inning. I agree with you guys. Sometimes the save comes in the eighth inning and you have to use them. You have a two run lead, bases loaded, one out, you throw your closer in. Um, so I agree. And he's the only, as of now, the only lefty reliever, right? Right. Ben Bramer was the other one heading into, heading into camp. And, and then they've demoted. not. Right. They have not picked up anybody else. Yeah. So you can't make him the closer. You're going to have to use that lefty when you need him. Um, and they have the benefit of having four to five dudes with closing experience. And you're groom, already grooming Rainey to be the closer. And I was hoping he would take over that role this year, but like it might not happen because he hasn't ramped up yet. You got Hudson, who hates closing, but the dude was lights out in 2019. Will Harris, another guy that has closer mm-hmm. experience. Um, there's someone else I'm forgetting that has closer experience. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, um, I don't think. Let's see. Oh, it was Jeffress, but he's gone. Yeah, he's so, like, gone now. Obviously, which was the, I mean, that was how weird was that situation? Yeah, and I don't even think they've still really said what happened. They they totally. just left it at personnel reasons, mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, so, the way I would do the bullpen is, and this only works if they're all cooking and they're all healthy. Because right now, that's not the case. So with Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer, your starter is probably going to give you seven innings, right? So when those three are pitching, you get seven innings out of seven innings out of them. You go, I would I would say whoever you want in the someone see the here's of, the, I'm kind of with you on this. I don't think they should go with any like any set role. Wherever yeah. you think is the best guy to go in there. And this uh, thing is you they're, they're paying all these guys a lot, a, a, you know, mm-hmm. hefty sums of money. And they're all veterans. So it should be like, look, fellas, wherever I need you, you're going in. And they should all be like, let's do it. This isn't the days of Stammen seventh inning, Tyler Clippard eighth inning, uh, Drew Storm ninth inning, or right. Kinsler, Madsen, and um, Doolittle. Like, now we have dudes that are just in and out. And that's how the way other teams are doing it nowadays. Teams like the Brewers and the Yankees have two, three closers each. And they're just like, yo, like, your turn, your turn. Yeah. And, and um, I was hoping Washington could do the same thing. And I think I think Davey got a taste of that last year, you know, with how depleted the bullpen was, with just going and go – Hey, this guy here, this guy here. And it manifested itself pretty nicely in good performances from Kyle Finnegan and good performance 
uh, from, uh, from Tanner Rainey as well, right? You know, just kind of out of desperation, having to put guys in certain places that not used to. Well, it worked out well. Now, I almost feel bad for Davey because this bullpen on paper, you wish they were good to go and healthy and ready to rock coming to the season. But they're not. Now he's just got to, you know, he's got to manage this. I, I kind of feel bad for him, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's like this, he's, this bullpen does not set up for success from the get-go. And that's one thing that concerns me. Yeah, it's just a big mess in front of him. I Unfortunately, he really hasn't had a single year with uh, the bullpen has been um, fully healthy and ready to go. Uh, let's, and one thing I want to touch on here, uh, we're kind of circling back to, to the guys in the field, uh, and, we, and I touched on this before. Luis Garcia is going back down to AAA. Great. We love that. Um, yes. I yes, think yes, that yes. is – I think that's awesome. I, I really just want him to keep getting reps. I want him to keep getting stronger, right, because last year he, he did very well. But the thing was, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of pop, right? He didn't have a whole lot of power. Um, but we saw he can be a major league hitter. This guy with that confidence now, it's just all about going and working. And I think he understands that. You know what I mean? Is what, yeah. the first first player who was uh, born after 2000 to hit a home run in the major leagues. You know, that's you know, I'm not saying it's it's the end of the world, but pretty great accomplishment. That shows you you've got some you know you've got some ability there. Um, fun fun fact: yeah, we yeah. have the guy on our roster who hit the so the first player born in the 90s to hit a homer in the in baseball or hit a homer in the majors. And then this first guy born in the two thousands hit a homer in the majors. Starlin Castro was a dude in the nineties. that did it. Right. Uh, um, and Starlin Castro, man, like he, I, I saw something the other day. It was funny. It was like, is he going to be in the hall of fame? Cause of the number of hits that he's going to, I mean, no, but like the number of hits he's going to rack up is going to stand up next to hall of fame numbers, which is hilarious to me. Um, once again, this is not me advocating for hall of fame, but look, I don't know if there's a chance for him to play this year at all the major leagues. Um, you'd expect, obviously, if they make the, you know, in September, you, you probably get the call up, right, to be part of it. But yeah. they've got Perez and Mercer, who I thought, you know, especially Perez. Perez looked great at the plate in spring training. Um, he thought he made the, I mean, he earned that roster spot. So they have a lot of flexibility in the infield. Now, I'm not saying it's all top-notch flexibility, but I think Luis Garcia, like, I'm not surprised, and I, I don't think Nationals fans should be upset at all about, about this situation. Am I the only one upset that they didn't call up Yadiel Hernandez? Who I get you don't want five outfielders, but that dude can hit. Yeah, I like the problem is, you know, I think we like the four that they have, right? You know, I, I think mm-hmm. the fact that it's and I, I would have used them just solely as a pinch hitter for like situations like pitchers out, you need to do to get hits, and like all he's done is hit this spring. So maybe you kind of leave a maybe you leave a, a Jordy Mercer out of there. I, I, yeah. I here's the issue is they've got so many questions with that middle infield now, right? Yeah. Because uh, they don't know who's playing third base, which means they don't know who's playing second base because their third baseman are also their second baseman, right? Um, and that also means that if there's an injury, you need to be you know Trey Turner goes down for a month. You need to be prepared because there is so much shuffling there. Are you a Todd Frazier fan? Tom's River, you know, they'll tell you about how he's from Tom's River, New Jersey, and how he played in the uh, Little League World Series. Look, he, the Nets, if you said last year, Todd Frazier, I'd say yes. Because you, you saw how he's a free agent, right? Right. He, last year, yes, because the Nats needed some individual power, and he can provide a little bit of that. Now I would go no. Uh, look, if, if, you're, if, if you're going the Todd Frazier route, you might as well just hang around with Sean Castro. I haven't you know, been a fan of Frazier since he was on the red. So, like, I, I'm a big no on that also. But I've seen people advocating for him. I'm like, 
and, and I know Castro and Frazier are totally, totally different guys, but I'm just saying like, like the net, what you net from having those two guys at third base, you know what I mean? From an offensive mm-hmm. standpoint. I'd rather have pretty, sorry, go on. Go ahead. No, I mean, do you think it's like, it's, I would say you probably get more out of Castro. I'd rather have the two dudes that are going to hit 270 and get on base every time than the guy who's going to hit 220 and give you 10 extra homers. And they already got those guys. They, they got Schwarber and Bell. The guys getting yeah. home runs. They, they don't I, I, don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan of Moneyball and the famous line, he gets on base. They get on base. They hit the ball. I don't care if it's singles. Just get me on base. Load the bases up any way you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and they got the guys to drive them in. So – you know, and people keep asking, oh, is there any is there any prospect that we're going to see this year? I can't think of any, right? I mean, this this team is it's it's built very similar to the 2019 team in terms of the number of veterans that are around this team, right? I mean, think about this. The Nats, you know, Carter Keeman was a number one prospect. He is, you know, they sent him down. There's there's no young guys getting, you know, spots. I mean, I don't see I don't really see any other prospects, you know, I could be wrong, but like coming up and making that, that impact besides Garcia. Um, if injuries ravage the starting rotation like they did last year, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of the guys like Mason Denebog or some of those like the Tim Cates, the 17, 18, first and second round starting pitchers that we picked. Um, I'm going to say no to Cavalli because he hasn't even pitched in the minors yet. I'm yeah. saying no to Rutledge because yeah. he has – half a season of the minors under his belt and you don't want to rush either one of those dudes because look at the white Sox last year they uh brought up their um first round draft pick immediately and he was lights out and then he hurt his arm right right and and that was the situation a lot of people put in last year and i'm glad the nats did not panic they managed it well mm-hmm. and you know will crow is i mean will crow is time for him to get a chance an yeah. opportunity to show what he had and um, that was the right move to, to bring him that situation another guy we might see long shot though but because he's a reliever is matt cronin Hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's nobody from the lineup perspective. I think that we're going to no, see it all. Besides the only chances besides Cuban and Garcia would be uh, pitching prospects. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. And 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 those are contingent on injuries normally. Yeah, right. That's that's, that's normally what it is. Uh, all right, Max. Always fun coming. We're getting towards opening day. So many. I mean, there are more questions right now than we had before spring training. I know. All right, isn't this is crazy? Um, it's scary. Where can people find you and your work? Uh, I write for District on Deck. Um, just give us a follow there. And then if you want to follow me personally, talk about Nationals, uh, Max Raymond won. All right, perfect. Max Raymond, we appreciate your time. Thanks, man. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. whole lot of great content coming y'all's way as we have reached the opening week of the 2021 season. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun ready to start this journey that is the 2021 MLB season with all of you. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.